is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here, our number. Hello. 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. All right. If you're in the middle of dinner, put down your fork, spoon, knife. If you're driving your car, just hold the steering wheel steady. If you're in a store or restaurant, a lot of people are, and they wear the headphones and the earbuds and are listening to the program. Just keep doing your thing, but listen up. You're going to get very angry about the first minute. And then I want you to hear my reaction. In fact, so predictable is Joe Biden, my reaction is from October 1, 2020. Because it's the same playbook that the Democrats are putting out that they put out for the midterm elections. The same playbook that the Democrats are putting out that they put out against Donald Trump in 2020. They're saving democracy, you see, while they're burning down our constitutional republic. And they think they're going to fool the American people, but the American people aren't stupid. They're stupid. So let's start with the painful part. This is the new and first Joe Biden ad put together by the Marxists, the reprobates, Islamists. And all the others who are going to be voting for Joe Biden. Cut 17, go. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presence. You know, you notice how he slurs like he's a drunk? All right, start over. Go ahead. I've made the preservation of American democracy the central issue of my presence. I believe in free and fair elections and the right to vote fairly and have your vote counted. There's something dangerous happening in America. Yes. There's an extremist movement who does right. not share the basic beliefs in our democracy. Democrats. All of us are being asked right now, what will we do to maintain our democracy? History's watching. 
world is watching. Most important, our children and grandchildren will hold us responsible. Stop sniffing their hair. The President and I have supported voting rights since day one of this administration. You're a liar. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. America is still a place of possibilities. Oh, where the okay. power resides with we, the people. That's How? our soul. We are the United States of America. Executive there order. is nothing beyond our capacity when we act together. I'm Joe Biden, and I approve this message. What a stupid ass ad. Be perfectly honest with you. Now, the real Joe Biden, October 1, 2020. I was on Hannity, and he gave me nine minutes because I dug in. And when you listen to this, ask yourself what you just heard about Joe Biden from Joe Biden is the biggest lie the answer is yes so again this is from over three years ago when they were pulling the same thing against Donald Trump cut 18 go they keep asking the president of the United States which is outrageous if he'll denounce white supremacy he's done it 20 times but I want to honestly speak to the American people and go over the head of the media tonight and I want you to ask this question Is Joe Biden still a white supremacist? That's right. Is he still a bigot? And I'm going to use Joe Biden's own language that any any moderator, any debate moderator can find because it took me 40 minutes to dig all this up. 1975, October 12th, quote, Joe Biden. uh, And he said this to the Philadelphia Inquirer. I think the Democratic Party could stand a liberal George Wallace. Someone who's not afraid to stand up and offend people. Someone who wouldn't pander, but would say what the American people know in their gut is right. And he says that also. He's referring to Alabama's notorious George Wallace. Also 1975, Joe Biden, quote, I think the concept of busing, that we're going to integrate people so that they all have the same access and they learn to grow up with one another and all the rest, is a rejection of the whole movement of black pride is a rejection of the entire black awareness concept where black is beautiful, black culture should be studied, and the cultural awareness of the importance of their own identity. If that doesn't come close to promoting segregation or opposing integration, 1975, I don't know what does. 1977, from the New York Times, Joe Biden, old comments, He says uh, that non-orderly racial integration, non-orderly racial integration policies would cause his children to grow up in a racial jungle. He then says, unless we do something about this, my children are going to grow up in a jungle. The jungle being a racial jungle with tensions having built so high that it's going to explode at some point. Joe Biden. 1977, old letters that he wrote to a racist Southern senator, James Eastland, who was as racist and bigoted as they get, a segregationist Democrat from Mississippi. Quote, 1977, I want you to know that I very much appreciate your help during this week's committee meeting in attempting to bring my anti-busing legislation to a vote. Biden wrote on June 30, 1977 to James Eastland. Gee, that was in the Washington Post. I wonder how they forgot about that. Eastland was a plantation owner who believed blacks were an inferior race and forcefully fought desegregation throughout his career as a Democratic lawmaker in Mississippi. 
and they have letters going back between Biden and Eastland, back to 1972, about Biden's friendship with Eastland. Now let's go to 1987. By, during a 1987 fundraising trip across the South for his success is unsuccessful, 1988 presidential bid, Biden sought to appeal to white voters, telling audiences that he had received an award from George Wallace in 1973 that the segregationists had lauded him as, quote, one of the outstanding young politicians of America. Joe Biden. 1988. Also, 1988, on the floor of the United States Senate, Biden praised segregationist John Stennis, a racist segregationist from Mississippi, as a, quote, man of character. He even said that of Stennis, who opposed Brown versus Board of Education with something called the Southern Manifesto. This was a racist manifesto a lot of these Democrat Southerners had signed on to. In fact, Biden even bragged about Stennis gifting him with the table on which the Southern Manifesto was signed. Wow. How did the media miss this? This is why we're going over the media's head and communicating with the American people, particularly African-Americans and black Americans. 2017. 2017, Joe Biden says, I've been around so long, I work with James Eastland, who again was this segregationist from Mississippi. Even in the days when I got there, the Democratic Party still had seven or eight old-fashioned Democratic segregationists. You'd get up, you'd argue like the devil with them. Then you'd go down and have lunch or dinner together. The political system worked. We were divided on issues, but the political system worked. That's Biden. 2019, comments he made about working with segregationists. 2019, Biden had been talking about his time working with, again with Eastland and then Georgia segregationist Herman Talmadge in the 1970s when he began discussing the relationship. Biden said, I was in a caucus with James Eastland before imitating a Southern accent and claiming that the senator, the senator never called me boy, which, as we all know, is a derogatory term used against black men. Then the 1994 Biden crime bill, it wasn't just called the crime bill, it was the Biden crime bill. He kind of hides from it now. He was its main author. The Democrat Senate passed it. The Democrat House passed it. The Democrat president, Bill Clinton, who also has ties to segregationists, he signed it. But Biden was chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee. Here's what he said. We have predators on our streets that society has, in fact, in part because of its neglect created. He said in the speech on the floor of the House, Biden described a cadre of young people, tens of thousands of them, born out of wedlock without parents, without supervision, without any structure, without any conscious developing, because they literally, because they literally have not been socialized. They literally have not had an opportunity. He said, we should focus on them now, because if we don't, they will, or a portion of them, will become the predators 15 years from now. Now, who do you think he's talking about? Biden's 1993 predator remarks were similar to comments made by Hillary Clinton in 1996, where she warned of super predators who had no conscience, no empathy, and who need to be brought to heel. 2010. Oh, man. Oh, man. How is it that he escapes scrutiny? for his bigoted, racist past. Comments coming out of his big mouth. 
2010, eulogy for Robert Byrd, who founded the Klan in West Virginia. You know, West Virginia had broken off from Virginia during the Civil War because it was with the Union. Robert Byrd starts a chapter of the Klan in West Virginia. So excited are the Democrats about him. And he filibustered the 1964 Civil Rights Act. They made him the majority leader in the Democrat Party. And one of his pals was Joe Biden. And he fought the, civil, the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And one of the things he said was to me, for a lot of us, this is at the funeral, Bird was a mentor and a friend, and for a lot of us, he was a guide. Now, I have a question to ask. Richard Spencer, you ever hear of him? We're about to Apparently run he's here. like one of the heads of the neo-Nazi movement or the Klan or something of that sort in the United States. You know who he endorsed, Sean? He endorsed Joe Biden for president of the United States. You know, when our president, uh, Donald Trump, was asked about David Duke, he denounced David Duke, he denounced David Duke, they came back, uh, David Duke endorsed you, what do you think about it? He denounced it, he denounced it over and over and over again in 2016. Richard Spencer is bigger than David Duke in the crackpot, subhuman, white supremacist movement, and Biden's not asked once what he thinks about that. Now, I want to move on. Mark, From African Americans. Uh, uh, Mark, you have 30 seconds. Okay, well, all right, Mark. let me just end with this question. Let me just end with this question. Joe Biden, are you still a white supremacist? Are you still a bigot? Are you exactly what Kamala Harris called you? Uh, I think in many ways you still are. In many ways you still are, because all you do is you yell at the president, you call him a liar, and you dare to call him a racist. You are a disaster. That's why they hide you in the basement. And that's why you started interrupting the president of the United States, the same thing you did to Paul Ryan. If we had an honest press rather than a corrupt press, Mark, if we had people who really wanted to get to the bottom of each candidate, <laughs> okay, let's Joe it. Biden wouldn't have a chance. Hannity was very tolerant of me on that particular program, for which I appreciate it. But I had a lot to explain. And it didn't take me long to dig up all that information because, you know, folks, I've used it here before talks about an extremist movement. Joe Biden is a very diabolical, evil, simpleton. He's never cared about black people. He's never cared about Jewish people. He cares about himself. He cares about enriching his family. He cares about a re-election. He likes the life he has. That's all he's ever done. Run for public office. All he cares about is power. It's not like Obama, who was a committed, true Marxist. Or Bernie Sanders, a committed, true Marxist. Joe Biden's a Marxist, wannabe. But he's implementing their schedule, their agenda, their plans. Because that's how he came to power, and that's how he intends to hold power. Everything I told Sean then, and I've played for you now, is known by every media outlet in America. And yet they let Joe Biden run for president, claiming that he stood for democracy, claiming that MAGA, make America great again now, they turn it into some kind of a Nazi statement. Make America great again. Well, he's claiming that he stands for democracy. He's trashing the make America great again group. Pathetic. What exactly has Joe Biden done to advance the cause of quote-unquote democracy? Nothing.
Quite the contrary. Joe Biden's going to go to Valley Forge. We may have a storm here on the East Coast. Valley Forge, last time I checked, is on the East Coast. It's in Pennsylvania. So he's moved his speech on democracy, marking the anniversary of January 6th up a day due to the incoming winter storm in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic regions this weekend, Mr. President. He's no George Washington. George Washington spent weeks at Valley Forge, one of the worst snowstorms on record. But Joe Biden's going to move up his January 6th speech to January 5th. He didn't want to get caught in the cold weather. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. So Nikki Haley has gotten away with an awful lot. President Trump has mostly kept his powder dry because he wants to take out DeSantis. So the Trump team, whether the PAC or the campaign, has spent millions and millions on DeSantis, only to be outdone by Nikki Haley, whose new billionaire Democrat Party and Uniparty buddies, open border buddies, big government buddies, have poured tens of millions of dollars into her campaign. And she has spent two and a half times as much money in Iowa as Trump attacking DeSantis. And of course, DeSantis doesn't have the funds to defend himself. But this is the way Haley has done what she's doing. She's lying through her teeth to conservatives. She's lying to her teeth through her teeth to MAGA. She's getting away with it, left and right. If you saw my post this morning that I put together, very intelligently, I might add, of one lie after another, after another, after another. They didn't cost me anything. I just did it. You'll see how disingenuous she is. But I want to talk about this when we're back. The Mark Levin Show, live and national at 877-381-3811. Chris Christie is a blithering idiot. Blithering idiot. He's unhinged. More and more, you can see he's losing his mind. Even Sununu, even Chris Sununu, the rhino of rhinos, urging Democrats and independents to vote in the Republican primary in New Hampshire to help his new girlfriend, Nikki Haley, because there's this great juggernaut out there, you know, for a George Bush in a dress. And I think uh, Chris Sununu probably doesn't look that good in a dress. Do you, Mr. Producer? And so there's Nikki Haley. Except there is a difference, I have to admit, between George Bush and Nikki Haley. George Bush didn't take ten sides of the same issue. Nikki Haley is the flip-flopper. And it took a nine-year-old young kid, out of the mouth of babes, as they say, to confront her and tell her she's a flip-flopper like John Kerry. Well, she is. If you look at the posts on social media, when I say social media, I'm on all of them except Facebook because I despise Mother Zuckerberg. Despise him. I want nothing to do with him. But if you check the other sites, we are there. And you'll see for yourself what she has said versus what she has done. She's a liar. 
Look at this guy, Charles Koch. He's taken his organization that used to be a solidly, traditionally conservative organization. He's thrown it behind Nikki Haley. He's also partners up with, partners up with George Soros and this Quincy Institute, which might as well be an uh, institute for our enemies. George McGovern could have run that institute. And basically, uh, Charles Koch always has supported wide open borders. He, he personally has been a radical libertarian. But he hates Trump's guts so much, he's now thrown his foot soldiers behind Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley has been extremely weak about immigration, ladies and gentlemen, her entire public career. Extremely weak. She's been extremely weak on communist China. Slobbering all over Xi. Standing next to the communist Chinese flag while slobbering over the deal she made with them to give them American South Carolinian land. She slobbered all over Disney, headquartered in California. Which was screwing over the people in Florida. She said, we'll take them in South Carolina. Sure, why not? Big problem. She said she wouldn't run against Trump if he runs. Well, she's running against him. What happened? Is that what we really need to fight the radicals? When we say this election is more important than ever before, do we really want to elect somebody like this? Seriously. And so she goes to the billionaires, not Main Street, not Main Street USA. She goes to the media and the billionaires, which is where the rhinos go, which is where the Democrats go. And Democrat billionaires, like this idiot Jamie Dimon, calls himself Jamie when you're like 68 years old. Anyway, Jamie Dimon, a Democrat, billionaire, says Democrats need to get behind her to get her nominated. Another billionaire said it, a Democrat who says, I'm voting for Biden. But we want her because they know they can beat her. The Bush clan. Rove, Paul Ryan and their ilk all behind Nikki Haley. Peggy Noonan. She can't get Christie. She wants Haley. These are long in the tooth, old time Republican establishment ruling class operatives. Who don't want to defeat the American Marxists? Who don't want to take over the uh, take on the cultural rot? Who don't want to secure the border? Who don't want the number one defense in the country? Who don't give a damn what's happening to the middle class in this country with inflation? Otherwise, they wouldn't be talking the way they talk. But they're all doing very, very well. Every damn one I mentioned. And here's Chris Christie. Chris Christie said something. Yesterday on The View, see, Chris Christie is a grifter. What's this guy going to do? Other than maybe work at the Food Channel. Other than that, what is he going to do? He's a washed up failure of a politician. He couldn't get reelected to anything in New Jersey. They can't stand him in New Jersey. What is he going to do? He'll go anywhere. CNN, MSNBC, The View, airport radar, sonograms, anywhere. He even gets in a fight with Hugh Hewitt, my, my rhino friend. Hugh Hewitt's a rhino, no question about that. 
still a friend. I mean, how do you back Gerald Ford against Ronald Reagan? You're a rhino. But here's a good guy. He's had Chris Christie on his program repeatedly. But Chris Christie got very angry with him today, apparently. Because Hugh dared to ask him if he would vote for Biden or Trump. Christie didn't like it because it exposed Christie. And let me tell you, that's not a pretty picture. Christie said he would vote for neither of them. Okay, you'll vote for neither of them. So you're just going to stand on the sideline? Or in your case, sit on the sideline? That's when he got angry. Because these issues have consequences. He says, if Donald Trump's convicted, he will not pardon Donald Trump. He should go to jail. It's a very rational man, Chris Christie, don't you think? He's rooting for Donald Trump to be convicted and sent to jail. On the Ku Klux Klan Act. On the Enron Act. On the Federal Contractor Act. On the Espionage Act put in place by a racist. By the name of Woodrow Wilson and used against his political opponents. Chris Christie's rooting for it. Yes, get him. Pretty amazing, isn't it? Chris Christie of the Bush clan. Chris Christie recommended Christopher Wray to be the FBI director. The guy's a fool. He's a clown. He's a phony. So there he is on The View. Well, where else is he going to be? Won't come on my show, will he, Mr. Producer? How many more times can we ask him? Chrissy, I know you're out there. You can't hide. Trust me on that one. Then he won't come on. We tried Nikki Haley. She won't come on. But I'll go on The View. And she'll go on CNN. Oh, yeah. Here he is on The View yesterday. Cut nine. Go. I mean, you've seen what the lengths that the people have gone through to make sure his feet don't touch the ground. Do you think? I don't, I don't know what that means. I mean, I don't really look to Whoopi Goldberg for intelligent or even literate commentary. But there she is. She's another one. Remember about the Holocaust and Nazis, Mr. Producer? She's done that twice. She doesn't lose her job. No, 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 no. Perfectly fine. But they go around calling Trump Hitler. Not that she has, but others do. It's funny. The media that promotes Hamas propaganda. The media that that is defending the indefensible with this Claudine Gay. And her immoral personal conduct and her immoral approach to protecting Jews on her campus. And the same people defending the Nazi terrorists in the Middle East. The same people defending a woman who wouldn't defend the Jews on her own campus, calling Trump Hitler. Yeah, Trump Hitler. Coming out of the mouths of the Goebelites. That's right, they're Goebbels. But remember, they called Barry Goldwater Hitler. They called Ronald Reagan Hitler. They called George W. Bush, oh, the great George W. Bush. They called him Hitler. But the Democrat Party doesn't call the head of Iran Hitler. They don't call the head of Hamas Hitler. They don't call the head of Hezbollah Hitler. They call Netanyahu Hitler. So Trump's Hitler and Netanyahu's Hitler, according to the Democrats. 
But let's go on with Christopher Christie. Cut nine, go. Letting him get away with being an insurrectionist. Now, let's stop a second. I I have to address this crap. With a four billionth time. But, you know, liberals are slow listeners. In fact, they're ignoramuses. You have to be, in order to be a liberal or a leftist or a Marxist, an idiot, stupid, a denier of facts, an insurrectionist, an insurrectionist. Well, let me explain something, since everybody's now an expert on the 14th Amendment, Section 3. 14th Amendment, Section 3, applied to the Confederacy and Confederates. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. Until, of course, six weeks ago, when the Democrats decided to rewrite the Constitution, which, of course, was written by white supremacists and slaveholders, and, of course, should be ignored for every other purpose. But the 14th Amendment, Section 3, was adopted after the Civil War. I said it was adopted after the Civil War. Why? Because they wanted to prevent Confederates from serving in the government. They wanted to prevent people who provided funds. Provided funds to the Confederacy from having any role in government. So the 14th Amendment, Section 3, died with the last Confederate. It's nothing to do with anything today. They don't even define insurrectionist. In Section 3. Isn't that odd, America? Do you know why? Because the amendment makes clear that an insurrection is a confederate. Confederate. That's it. Nothing more, nothing less. They list all the officials and all the official positions to which the amendment applies, and they skip over the presidency. And so the Democrats take a constitution that they despise and they reject. And of course they rewrite it to accommodate their agenda. The word officer means president. Okay, so they mention senators, congressmen, judges, state representatives, state senators, state judges, even electors, electors for presidents. But they don't mention the president. So they just meant to include him an officer. No, they didn't. Officers of our government, senators, congressmen, and all the rest, they take an oath of office. But the oath is not in the Constitution. The president has a special oath. Because he is the third branch of government. He is the executive branch. Period. There is no construction of Section 3, none, that achieves what the Democrats want to achieve. So they lie. They take a document they hate, try and influence courts that they try to pack, and the American people who they despise, that their interpretation of the 
14th Amendment, Section 3, is the only interpretation there can possibly be. So what they meant by insurrectionists back then was not some criminal code, some statutory language. It was, if you had any connection to the Confederacy, you were out. And by the way, that determination would be made by whom, Mr. Producer? Would it be made by the state? No, it would be made by Congress, the feds. It's the federal constitution. Not by some nimrod, former ACLU hack in Maine, all on her own. Can you imagine? The Civil War is over. They passed these three amendments without a single support from Democrats, by the way. They passed these three amendments giving blacks the right to vote, equal protection, due process, freedom. And then they say, you know what? While we're at it, boys, let's give power back to the states to determine who can run for president. Now, why would they do that? Why would they turn federalism upside down and say, you know what? You states, particularly you southern states in the Confederacy that we just defeated, you can decide who can run for president. And by the way, several of those states were still under military, federal military control. So none of it is true. All right, I went over. We're going to take the hard break. Then I want to get back to Chris Christie, who is, of course, the honorary member among our most you know, beloved members of FU or Fatties United. So FU, Chris. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Now we'll get back to Christy. I don't want to blow the whole next hour on it, but you got to hear this guy. You got to hear this guy. Because he's off his rocker. He's unhinged. He's obsessed. He needs to see a shrink, in my opinion. Two types of shrinks, actually, Mr. Producer. But maybe you should take a trip down to Florida. Lie on the beach, like you did that day in New Jersey with the family. Lie there like a sperm whale who was caught on camera by a helicopter crew. Nobody's on the beach. Wait, what the hell is that? Oh, it's Christie. It's the governor. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. All right, let's get to it and get it over with. It's painful. As I said, one of the honorary members of FU, or Fatties United, would be Chris Christie. And it's hard to get out of my mind the day that he was found on the beach. He was beached, like a sperm whale. He needed the family members around him. The beach was cleared up because, you know, Christie's a man of the people. 
Everybody was told to get off the beach, but there's the governor and the family. And you have a helicopter crew. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going up and down the coast there to look at the damage and so forth. And some guy says, pulls out his binoculars. The hell is that? In the middle of the beach, there's nothing else. Look at that big dot there. What is that? So they start to speculate. What could it be? A whale, of course. More likely a sperm whale. Well, could well be. But there's only one, you know, and a lot of times when you find one, you find a number of them beaching themselves. Then they go down for a closer look. And there's Chris Christie in a bathing suit with the upper body exposed. Of course that story is not true, but somebody did see him in a helicopter and they go, wait a minute, the guy's on the beach. It created a, a mini scandal. Um... But I have to be perfectly honest with you, Mr. Producer. And again, I, I don't say this to offend people. I've been heavy. I'm working on it. I've never been 600 pounds, though. That much I can say. But I wouldn't be flopping on the beach like a flounder if I were Chris Christie. But then again, I'm not, thank God. Now, so here's Whoopi Goldberg. Her real name's Karen. <laughs> You know, you can't make this stuff up. It is hilarious. Her real name is Karen. I have no problem with the name Karen. But some people, particularly Marxists, particularly Marxists who are like BLM and so forth, they will disparage white women. They'll call them Karens. And that means, in the vernacular, white woman. White suburban woman, white well-to-do woman. Who cares what that Karen has to say? That sort of thing. But Whoopi Goldberg is far from a white woman, and her name is Karen. It's like Sonny Halston. I forget her name, and that's probably why she calls herself Sonny. But she should call herself depressing, because she's depressing and moronic. But then again, that's the resume if you want to work at The View. And why do they call it The View? What does that mean? The view from where? The view of what? More like the pew. Anyway, Chris Christie, go ahead. What are we no, going to do no, it I next think, time we I get another should, one? I think they should try him and convict him in Washington, D.C. and send him to jail for it. And I think that's the way to do it. Yeah. Oh, yay, the clapping. Yes, yes, that's what we do in America. Right, Chris? This is, this is insane. These people are lunatics. Yes. Yes. And by the way, the green rooms in these places where he shows up, you know, they have it's stocked up with sodas, fruit drinks, bagels, donuts, muffins. And when they hear Chrissy's coming, boy, they really stock up. 
You know, you don't get to look like that by just dreaming. You got to work on it, don't you, Mr. Producer? You got to work on it. The intake must be immense. It's got to be immense. What's the food bill there? And, you know, the people in New Jersey, you must have spent a fortune. They probably had to raise your property taxes to feed that man. No offense, of course. And I will continue to humiliate him and other people who show nothing but contempt for America and the political system and our history. Period. Notice I didn't call him Hitler. Notice I didn't call him Stalin. Notice I didn't call him Mussolini. Notice I didn't say that he should be charged and sent to jail and a thousand other. Notice that. But he's there playing to the crowd. Yes, yes, charge him, throw him in jail. Modern America. But don't investigate Biden, that's political. Oh, I got another one for you today before I get off the air here. The effort to now tie Donald Trump into foreign money. It's sick. It's basically a replay of the Emoluments Clause effort by the Democrats. Hey, he's violating the Constitution that we hate and that was written by white supremacists and slaveholders. He's violating that document that we don't even believe in and we don't even embrace. He's violating it. How? He has properties, he has hotels, he has businesses. And foreign governments, their personnel are using his hotels. They're buying his condos. They're actually... Uh, That's not a violation of the Emoluments Clause. If you're on the take from a foreign government like Biden, that would be a violation of the Emoluments Clause. So what they've done, listen to me clearly... Because the backbenchers hopefully will repeat this tomorrow. What they've done is they've repackaged all this. See this? Trump took money from the Chinese, from the Saudis. He took money from this one and that one. How so? They stayed at his hotels, Mr. Producer. Did you see this? Oh, they stayed at his hotel. They love his clubs. They join his clubs. They eat his food. Oh! That's exactly the same as setting up all these phony corporations and having your son shake down these businesses and these governments produce absolutely no- Oh, they're exactly the same. And the Democrats on the judiciary, oh, they're so smart. They're so clever. Look what they've come up with. And the media chews it up and spits it out. Because they're sick, too. All right, let's finish. Do you... Jefferson Davis wasn't break the law, though. Did he do what what he's being accused of? Oh, I think he's going to be convicted of it. He's going to be convicted of what, dummy? Dummy. The Klan Act. Oh, that's a good one. I hadn't thought of that one. The Enron Act. Oh, perfect. And, of course, Chris Christie's such a... uh, such a genius. Nostradamus, he's going to be convicted. Well, let's see, a Democrat jury in Washington, a Democrat jury in Manhattan, a Democrat jury in Atlanta. Wow, Chris, you, you're very special. So Chris is all in favor of the Stalinist tactics using, being used against Trump, and that's what he's campaigning on. That's what he's campaigning on. Go ahead. 
She's talking about the 14th section three yes. of the 14th Amendment. I know what she's Amendment. talking about, yeah. but my... Jefferson oh, Davis wasn't convicted, but I understand, he but Jefferson wasn't Oh, she's a sharp one. Depressing Halston, she's a sharp one. Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted. So just because you're not convicted doesn't mean you're not an insurrectionist. So in other words, everyone can be an insurrectionist. Everyone and no one. Let me say something to depressing Houston. You sure you have a law degree? I'm just curious. Oh, yes, I was a prosecutor once. Well, who isn't? Country's full of prosecutors and former federal prosecutors, former state prosecutors, former DAs. Oh, wow, wow. So what? Still a moron, still a lunatic. Ladies and gentlemen, Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted of insurrection. But he still committed insurrection, she argues. He was the president of the Confederacy. That's the argument? That's the argument? That because Jefferson Davis wasn't convicted? Convicted? Therefore, Jefferson Davis? That's the precedent for preventing Donald Trump from running for president. You see, because he's Hitler. He's Hitler! He's a dictator! And just because he's not charged with insurrection, and just because... When the Senate voted not to convict him of insurrection, he's just like Jefferson Davis. Don't you got it? Don't you get it? Jefferson Davis. By the way, he was a Democrat. Is depressing Houston aware of that? Why is she a Democrat? Why would she be a Democrat with a history like that? Are they been the, the Republicans today are the new Democrats. Oh, okay, got it. This is how sick they are. But here's Chris Christie. Go ahead. Never tried to again. Okay, so we never tested that, Sonny. Right? It was never. It was never tested because Jefferson Davis, if I, if you can imagine saying this, the president of the Confederacy had some class <laughs> um, and decided never to run for <laughs> office. All right, right there, right there. He's trying to be cute, but I want you to think about what this clown just said. The man who headed the Confederacy, which over seven hundred thousand Americans died the man who headed the confederacy to defend slavery who brought us to the point of a civil war he had some class says Chris Christie because he never decided to run for president again I mean run for president again he never ran for president of the United States. He was president of the Confederacy. But you see, he had some class, according to Chris Christie. He's not like Hitler, you know. He had some class. And yet if Jefferson Davis and the Confederacy had won, slavery would have persisted in this country. That's Chris Christie. But keep listening to Elisa Farrah Griffin. She's very, very important. Who is she? I don't know, but she's important. She was on ABC News Sunday show with John Carl, 
with two other reprobates. She's got to be important, and she fills the Republican chair in The View. Well, then. She must have a stellar background. It's got to be something. Something that commends her to the nation every, every day. Actually, nothing. Go ahead. That's the point, right? Look, this but, is their well, no, the point is the Constitution, and there uh, is a Constitution, and there's precedent, and I, he needs to be taken out I, by I the I understand. I understand. Now, which one said that? Depressing Houston? Listen to her. He needs to be taken out. Christie says he understands. So he shouldn't be on the state ballots. Jefferson Davis has more class the head of the Confederacy, defending slavery. And these are the people who, who talk about the right to vote. These are the people who say, uphold the rule of law. And there's this big slob sitting among them, among these yentas. They're worse than yentas, these reprobates. They're worse than reprobates. That's the point, right? Wow, that has never been tested, you know. So it is depressing Halston. So there's a constitution and there's precedent. He needs to be taken out by the constitution. The law applies to him, applies to every single... The law has never applied to a presidential candidate. First of all, the state itself doesn't have the power to quote-unquote enforce the 14th Amendment, Section 3. It's the federal constitution. That's number one. Number two, this would upset the entire electoral process that was set up by the framers. That was not the intention of the 14th Amendment, and she can't point to a single piece of evidence for it. No precedent. So the best they can do is Jefferson Davis? That's the best they can do? So that's what we're up against. Finish it, Mr. Producer. Go. Him like it applies to every single person. It absolutely should. Yay! Yay! What are you applauding? I don't know. The applaud side went on. I'm applauding. And you heard what Christie said. It absolutely should. So Christie is a lunatic, a narcissist. And a buffoon. And a buffoon. But then there's Mika Brzezinski. Remember her father's big new? Oh, he despised Israel. It's big new. There were rumors about him and his views of Jews too, by the way. But it's big new. Despised the state of Israel. There's Mika. Mika and Joe Scarborough. What a fantastic couple, right, Mr. Producer? Together. Before they were married, of course. They failed in radio miserably. They said they were going to take a hiatus to... to work on it, to... to upgrade it. They never came back. Because nobody wanted to hear them. Then they found a grift over there at MSLSD. They tried at Fox, so Joe did. He failed. 
Fox has standards. MSNBC does too, but they're extraordinarily low. They're in the gutter. Here's Mika Brzezinski on the Morning Joe today. Go. At the same time, the woe is me works for Trump supporters. Yeah. It's just another reason why they're coming after him and they, they don't want to take Can I the ask time. ask you folks a question. Why don't they ever talk about their side in any positive way? Why don't they ever talk up the country? Why don't they ever talk about what a fantastic guy Joe is, how he's united the country, the country is, is excited, they're, the country's positive, the country's moving forward. There's pro- now, what would they do without Trump? More when I return. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. So Chris Christie, let, let, me, let me back off here a second and tell you something. I am gravely worried. Gravely worried that we're headed toward a civil war. I don't know what kind of civil war. But you cannot continue to destroy our institutions and our culture. And lie about our political system like this. We now have people led by left-wing groups in Illinois and Massachusetts trying to take Trump off the ballot there. We have a Republican candidate in Chris Christie saying this is, purposely, this is uh, perfectly fine. You have law professors saying the same thing. You have a massive interference with this election with these phony charges against Trump. They're to build up like they're serious when you're dusting off the Klan Act. I don't know how much further these people are going to push the country, but they're pushing it very hard and far. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, 
to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. They can clone the others, but there's only one Mark Levin. And you can call him at 877-381-3811. I want to remind you, folks. I want to encourage you, folks, please, to download our our podcast. Why? You never know when we're going to be preempted. You never know when we're going to change stations. I'll give you an example. Tucson, Arizona. Tucson, Arizona. We've been with a station a long time. But they got pressure from corporate. They got pressure from corporate to put a guy on who's also on their Phoenix station. So this gentleman, I have nothing against them whatsoever, would be simulcast on both stations. Our contract's up. Now the program director, they they don't want to do it. But they get pressure to do it. I didn't complain. We went across the street to the competing station, which is a fantastic station, has a bigger frequency. And I will bring my audience to that station. We can do that in every major metropolitan area in the country. But I just wanted to inform you, you're your own corporation for these purposes. You don't have to abide by decisions that are made by corporatists. And the overwhelming, the vast majority of corporations we work with have actually been extremely good. Extremely good, with the exception of one or two. But that for another day. So it's important to have the app. It's important to download it. Just have it on your your iPhone or whatever you use. Or to have access to YouTube or access to online streaming and so forth. Because this audience nationwide is massive. And even more than massive, you are loyal Levinites. You come to listen to this program no matter what's going on in your life. It's amazing. I am grateful. I am blessed. You should hear the reaction we get when I take a day or two off, usually a health day for myself or a family member. It is, where's Mark? Where's my? It's incredible. Or when are you coming back? When are you coming back? So this is why I want you to take note. You can now find all my full podcasts, which basically is this radio program. My full podcast interviews and specials that we've created on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com at Mark Levin Show. YouTube.com at Mark Levin Show. Or search Mark Levin Show in YouTube. Couldn't be simpler. Our numbers are massive there. I don't even talk about this. What about the podcast? The podcast is massive. It's in the multi-millions. And I rarely talk about that. Go to MarkLevinShow.com. Click on Audio Rewind and select your favorite platform. 
That's MarkLevinShow.com. Click on Audio Rewind and select your favorite platform. Or you can search Mark Levin Show in your favorite podcast app. That's Mark Levin Show in your favorite podcast app. Now, we've got more. With the Mark Levin app, you can stream and download my podcasts. So you find the Mark Levin app through iTunes or Google Play, and you download it to your phone. Or go to MarkLevinShow.com. That's make this actually simpler. MarkLevinShow.com and click on the Apple or Android icon at the top right and download it to your phone. Now, if you're like me, you may not understand a lot of this. So you hand your phone to your kid or your grandkid and say, can you do this? And they can. But it's actually quite simple. And I suggest this. Do we have this posted anywhere, Mr. Producer? Let's post it on our social media. We can do it tomorrow. We don't have to do it tonight. So you just have that. So it's for your convenience. And if you're, where's Mark? All you have to do is download this information. If I'm on the air, there I am. That situation in Tucson is the first time that has happened in probably 10 years, Mr. Producer. In a long, long time. And what happens, and what's happened before, is the station comes back and asks me to come on. I don't only think this happened two or three times. And I said, no. No. I'm not coming back, ever. So you have alternatives. We have alternative terrestrial radio stations and markets. There's a lot going on out there. But we really are sort of the Cal Ripken and, and more because our longevity in this time slot, we never lose a station though. You know, we never, people never say, oh, we, we can't do it, which is a great thing. And we want to thank all of our affiliates for that, all of them. And we pick up stations constantly. For a long time, we were tape delayed in Chicago due to sports and everything else, WLS. We love WLS. We are live on WLS. We are live on WPHT in Philadelphia. That's an intercom station. We have fantastic partners in other corporations. People ask me these things. That's why I'm talking about it. Other affiliates. Stations that are not owned by Cumulus Westwood One. But they're owned by iHeart. Entercom. Salem. A long list of stations, including little companies like the one in Tucson. That has a big station. And we thank them all. We do. We thank them all. Interest rates. Coming down on mortgages. But try and get a car today. Used or new. Washington, the Democrats, the Biden administration is very proud of what they've been doing. Very proud. And you put out these numbers and the propaganda goes. And you say, wait a minute, that's not what's happening to me. You're right. Over at Zero Hedge. We keep letting the government tell us inflation's at 3%. Back out in the real world, price hikes are staggeringly higher. 
Just take one look at Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, for example, the popular fast food chain has hiked its prices a whopping 21% over the last two years, according to a new report from the New York Post. They're not doing that because they want to. They're doing that because they need to stay in business. You got government putting in these insane, these obscene minimum wages, $15, $20, more than $20. Plus health benefits. Well, you're paying for it. Look, have you driven through an Arby's lately or Chick-fil-A lately or Burger King lately or a Wendy's lately or McDonald's lately? You see it. I don't know how people handle it. Let's say you have four mouths to feed, you, your wife, and two kids. You can't get out of there for 60 bucks, Mr. Producer. 60 bucks! In 2022, the chain, that's Chick-fil-A, first raised prices by 15%. And I'm not attacking them, I understand it. The cost of everything. In January 2023, the company then implemented a menu-wide 6% hike in prices resulting in the average price of its chicken sandwich, which was under $5 in 2021, and now it's just under $6. The report notes that in high cost of living areas like New York City, the same sandwich is going to run customers $6.99, that is $7. And eight-piece nuggets, which could cost $5.99 elsewhere, and which were also under $5 in 2021, now cost $7.09. So you have a little kid, you buy them chicken nuggets, but they want the waffle fries, okay? And they want a drink, okay? You're at 11 or 12 bucks right there, one kid. What if you had three or four kids? The Post noted the discrepancy between the real world and the consumer price index, which showed a 3.1% increase in November. Meanwhile... The Bureau of Labor Statistics noted a 0.2% monthly rise in the food index for November, a slight decrease from 0.3%. Okay, you have a 0.2% rise in one month. So over 10 months, it's several percentage, but it depends on what the food item is. Basics. And these are inflation rates on top of inflation that has been through the roof of the past two years. Also, zero hedge. Average U.S. household can afford only cheapest 16% of listed homes. For the average American, 2023 was the worst year ever for housing affordability, and now there's more data to back it up. According to Redline data analyzed by Credit News Research, the average U.S. household could only afford 15.5% of the homes that went for sale in 2023, the lowest ever on record. By comparison, the average household had the means to buy 20.7% of homes for sale in 2022, over 40% before the pandemic. Now we're down to 15.5%. Home ownership is very important, right? Well, 85% of the people cannot afford it now. What do you think of that? Bidenomics. And I can go on. We can go all, through all the food groups. We can all go through the most popular food items, or more than that, the most important food items. Have you looked at the price of steak lately? Hamburger? Looked at the price of hot dogs? Milk? Eggs? This is what people need to sustain themselves. Even bread? 
Oh, prices are coming down. Prices are through the roof. I make it my business to go to the biggest supermarket here, Wegmans. I also make my business to go to a grocery store, a supermarket called Giant. And in Florida, I go to Publix. And I go through these stores specifically to look at prices. I don't even know how people wipe their butts anymore, Mr. Producer. The cost of toilet paper is through the roof. But don't worry, America. Everything's fine. Washington's telling you. And they want to spend more. We will be the voice for a government shutdown. If spending is not under control, if the border isn't secured. Because now the interest on the debt will be greater than the entire defense budget. And I consider it my patriotic duty behind this microphone if Joe Biden and the other Marxists will not back off after having spent more than mankind has ever spent and ever can spend. Then it has to be stopped one way or another. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The holidays have come and gone, and once again, you were too generous. Don't worry, though. Pure Talk has your back. So instead of paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile 60, 70, 80 bucks a line, Pure Talk has unlimited plans starting at just 20 bucks a month. Get phenomenal coverage on America's most dependable 5G network, just 20 bucks a month. Friends, this is how the average family saves almost $1,000 a year. It's time to switch to a wireless company that shares your values. A company that isn't afraid to invest in shows like this. A company that is veteran-owned and serves veterans. So do what I did. Switch to Pure Talk. Don't wait anymore. Go to puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Pure Talk's U.S. customer service team is waiting to serve you. That's puretalk.com slash Levin, L-E-V-I-N, to be connected right now. Don't wait any longer. Again, puretalk.com slash Levin to start off the year saving on wireless with a company you can be proud of. Pure Talk. Well, the border, America. Mayorkas is blaming the millions of illegal foreigners coming into our country on climate change. The spokes idiot for the idiot at the White House is blaming Republicans. So Joe Biden takes no responsibility for the hell he's unleashed and the inhumanity he's unleashed on the southern border. It's climate change and the Republicans. And Jake Tapper agrees with them, as you might expect. A mouthpiece for Hamas. Now a mouthpiece for the administration. Always, actually. I want you to hear some of this and we will delve into it. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? 
Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. We will take some calls later in the hour. 877-381-3811. You hear me criticize uh, fake Jake Tapout Tapper often because he is the quintessential example of a fraudulent journalist. That is, they put a good face on, although his is in a constant mode of constipation. But in no respect are they journalists. That's why he basically applies moral equivalency to terrorists who shoot innocent young girls in their vaginas and Israelis who are trying to protect their own country. And that's why he'll believe anything the Biden administration says. Every now and then he will raise questions, but only, only so he can at least show some ankle as a journalist, but those of us who've been watching him know that he's a fraud, in my humble opinion. And so it is when it comes to the border. I don't know how many times Jake Tapper's been to the border. I don't know how much time he's spent there when he's at the border. I don't know if they give him the Potemkin Village treatment like they did with Biden, or if he's actually gone down there and talked to people and seen the horrors that that, uh, take place there. Uh, If he has... I'm not aware of it, and he certainly hasn't been persistent. Uh, CNN hasn't, as a rule, any more than MSNBC. So Biden throws in what he calls money for the border. In this massive, over $100 billion package he puts together, aid for Israel, aid for Ukraine, money for the border, and a thousand other things. Because this is what they do. They just spend recklessly. Of course, what the Republicans in the House and Senate should do is have votes up or down on aid to Israel, votes up or down on aid to Ukraine, and then votes up and down on the border. But Biden doesn't want any of that. He's promised to veto all of it. He wants everything or nothing. So they throw in this $14 billion, they say, for uh, 2,000 more Border Patrol agents. Ladies and gentlemen, you could have two million more Border Patrol agents. If they're not allowed to do their job, they're not allowed to do their job. It doesn't matter. Even worse, if you're basically hiring them to do paperwork and change diapers, you're actually paying to quicken the release of illegal aliens into the United States. So this has been the debate with the Republicans saying, wait wait a minute. Can't go along with this. And so... The Biden administration lies, just like the 
president himself. And they keep saying that it's the Republicans' fault that we don't have this because we we gave them a, a proposal to hire 2,000 more Border Patrol agents. Well, the Border Patrol agents right now are not allowed to patrol the border. They're not allowed to deport people on the spot. They're processing people. They're feeding people. They're changing diapers. They complain about it. Their union complains about it. This is absolutely unconscionable. It is an impeachable offense. On top of that, there are these blatant violations of immigration law. Blatant. You know, lawlessness, uh, Chris Christie and the uh, rat finks on The View, they're all very worried about the law, don't you know? Very. But they don't care about that because that doesn't serve their purposes. The Speaker of the House, Speaker Johnson, went down there with, looked like almost 100 members, but maybe at least 50. And they took a real tour of what was taking place, and they spoke to Border Patrol agents. They spoke to the Texas law enforcement there. They spoke to people down there. There was no cleanup job. There was no limitation to one or two blocks in one town. And they spend time down there. And as anybody who does, as an honest American, they're disgusted and appalled by what they see. You see these phony mayors like the mayor of New York, the mayor of Chicago. They don't blame Biden. Oh, they'll mention him now and then. But they attack the governor of Texas, Abbott. Texas has seen millions of people come across that border. New York hasn't received millions of people. Illinois hasn't received millions of people. But look how these fauds, these phonies, these phonies. Oh, we're a sanctuary city. Oh, really? Well, here, try some. A tiny fraction of a percentage of illegal aliens. How about we move them to your city? And look at all the... uh, Look at all the complaining. Amazing, isn't it? So I don't know why Republicans feel the need to go on CNN. Number one, they have no audience. I mean, they really don't. Number two, it's filled with Democrats. They're not interested in news. So why do you do that? Why waste your breath? MSNBC, same thing. Why waste your breath? Anyway, they do. So here's Speaker Johnson and fake Jake tapped out Tapper. Go. So the 14 billion, um, there are, you're right, 1,600 asylum officers that would be part of that to speed up processing of asylum claims. That's what you're talking about. Uh, But there also would be 1,300 more uh, Border Patrol agents to work alongside the So let's stop right there. So in other words, he says 1,300. The administration says 2,000. So even on that number, the administration's lying. And then, of course, what Jake Tapper doesn't say is what those agents would do. Why doesn't Jake Tapper talk to them? Why doesn't he have a town hall with them? Why doesn't he talk to their union presidents? Why doesn't he challenge his own narrative rather than spewing propaganda? And so, 
And so they'd have, you know, 1,300 more border agents to work side by side with the others. Yes. Doing what? Processing paperwork. Cutting the, the razor wire that the, that the Texans have put in there. The police. Yeah, that, that's the kind of work they'd be doing. Go ahead. Uh, and also funding to hire a thousand custom and border prote- protection of officers with a focus on counter fentanyl. So it's not all counter fentanyl, really. And you're going to hire that many to counter fentanyl. You're going to hire a thousand more people to counter fentanyl. Let's figure that out. Is that what he said, Mr. A thousand people, give or take. OK, the border is like twelve hundred miles down there, maybe more. People are not working 24-7, so you're not going to have a thousand people working 24-7. Maybe you'll have a couple hundred at any given time. People get sick, they're on vacation, and they're not working 24-7, as I said. So maybe you have 300. On a good day, maybe you'll have 400 all at once on the border. Trying to catch all the fentanyl that's coming in America, can't you imagine? In other words, nothing. Nothing. But that's all right. Uh, Jake, Jake's there to uh, advance a narrative, project the Democrat Party, the Biden regime's objective. Go ahead. Not related to uh, 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 processing asylum seekers. That's a, a lie. Lot of it. Yes, it is. It's all related to processing asylum seekers. Call them whatever you will. That's the job description they're being given. If only we had an honest media, people with integrity, I think the country would be very different. Go ahead. What you're talking about. Jake, the president should come to the border. What, a, what an idea that would be. He should talk to the border patrol agents who are down here. I the think morale he went last is last year, FYI. Yeah, well, he went for a photo right, stop. op. Why don't you let the man finish, Jake? You know, I do an interview show, and I let people finish when I do my Fox show. I want to hear what they have to say. And you know damn well he was down there, but he wasn't down there. I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, Donald Trump could look in the wrong direction. He could blow his nose and they're all over him. Biden goes down there. It's a phony event. He doesn't meet with the right people. He doesn't mingle with the people who are down there. Jake Tapper, just like with Hamas, you've got people being sold into sex slavery, including little kids, says nothing. You've got women being raped down there. Nothing. He just stands by Biden and all the mayhem. Rape. Sex slavery. All the rest of it that's going on. Now when he's sending down, you know, for, to fight fentanyl, a thousand people. Go ahead. Spend a couple of days like we have to be with the people here on the ground who are fighting this war on the border. That's effectively what it is. We have so many people, Jake, seven million people have come into the country since Biden uh, walked into the Oval Office. And that's a a low estimate. Most people believe it may be twice that high. We have nearly two million gotaways that we know about, not to mention those who evaded capture. Over 300 uh, known terrorists apprehended at the border trying to come in. We don't know how many evaded uh, capture and and, uh, detection. They're in the country, potentially setting up terrorist cells everywhere. But the administration said it's happening because of climate change. And the Republicans. Climate change in the Republic. That's the line. The media have got it down. Just keep repeating it. Like Goebbels. Like Goebbels. The big lie. Just keep repeating it. Right, boys? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. 
Well, it's a pleasure to have with us, hopefully the next senator from the state of Utah, our friend Trent Staggs, who I endorsed some months ago. Trent, how are you, sir? I'm doing fantastic. It's a real honor to be with you again here, Mark. Well, you're a solid conservative. Uh, We've seen people who are pretenders to that. Uh, But you've demonstrated you're not a pretender. You were really ready. You were first out of the box to take on Mitt Romney. I guess you scared him off, huh? Yeah, we like to claim success there. We really, uh, I think, got out there with the state of Utah, reminded them of the promises he made and didn't keep. Um, and they were not they were not having it. So, yeah, he decided late September not to seek reelection. And uh, now we're we're entering the um, the convention phase and ready to go. Remind people a little about your background. Yeah, you bet. I mean, I have uh, a lifelong Utah. I've uh, I've actually been in elected office 10 years serving my community of Riverton. And uh, we're just south of Salt Lake City here. Great, great bedroom community. And uh, I've I've got my master's in business administration. I've operated several companies. I helped take a company public. Uh, we got listed on NASDAQ in 22 in the energy sector, in the energy space. So, you know, energy independence or energy dominance is incredibly important to me. And, you know, we've now received uh, some great, great endorsements from people like yourself and just national, other national conservatives and great groups throughout across the country. Now, uh, Trent Staggs, you have a very good basketball team there, the Utah Jazz. And uh, Kyrie Irving is uh, a rabbi has pointed to him as complaining about a, um, a, a sign that he had. Uh, said, I'm a proud, yeah. I'm a Jew, and I'm proud. And apparently, uh, the Utah Jazz told the rabbi to remove it at, at the urging of Kyrie Irving. Do I have that about right? That's right. That's right. And he is a famous basketball player. He's an excellent basketball player. What do you make of that? What do you think of that? Well, you know, Mark, I'm just, I'm just disgusted here with the hypocrisy of the Jazz. And and more generally, the NBA. I mean, I actually spoke with Rabbi Avrimi Zappel. He, he's just an amazing human being. We had a conversation today. He's an upstanding citizen in our community. And he explained to me, look, the sign was well within the regulation size. The Jazz audience code of conduct spells out 11 by 17 inches. And it was simple, non-controversial phrase, as you just described. I'm a Jew and I'm proud. Yet, that proves to be a bridge too far for the Jazz I mean, we're, we're talking the same organization in the, in the NBA who has been pushing down our throats, overt, woke political agendas for, you know, the last several years. And I'm talking about from promoting BLM, anti-cop rhetoric, kneeling for the national anthem and, and kowtowing to, uh, to Chinese propaganda. And, and yet, again, this sign was deemed a distraction by this player. But we have to be told to display tolerance to all these past uh, instances of incredibly woke, uh, anti-American ideology that's been espoused at their games. And, you know, the other thing that really irks me here is all of this, all of this comes just months after one of the most horrific mm-hmm. acts of violence perpetrated on the state of Israel. And, and so much anti-Semitic rhetoric being employed across the country on college campuses and elsewhere. I mean, there's just absolutely nothing wrong with the sign. 
And if it if it triggered a player on an opposing team, he really needs to find a new line of work. I mean, you, you've seen signs, towels, uh, mm-hmm. thunder clap sticks that are distributed out at games. Those aren't a distraction. Yet the sign is, you know, why? It is outrageous, particularly when a lot of these players in these various sports are able to wear all kinds of statements and sayings on their helmets, on their sneakers, on the back of their shirts, and so forth and so on. With the rise of Black Lives Matter, people could do almost anything. Uh, They could say things at press conferences and so forth and so on. And here's a rabbi with a very small sign. uh, And you're right, right after this horrendous atrocity, and it's controversial to this basketball player probably earns 30 to 50 million dollars a year and he's he you know so the utah jazz steps up and says you got to get rid of the sign why didn't they step up and say we pay you a lot of money do your job the guys within the rules but i see this across all these sports you see it not only in the nba but the nfl we were starting to see it in baseball uh with the movement of the uh of of uh of the most one of the most important games that they play and uh, you see it all over the place. And so, really, it really depends what quote-unquote group you are, ethnic group you are, and whether or not you can carry a sign or wear a sign. or be. There was a, there was a, uh, there was a young girl, 16 years old, who had a T-shirt on in a mall in New Jersey. Mm. And it just said, I support the IDF. She was attacked. She was attacked by several Palestinians. And they cursed her and the things they said in America, in a mall. You have, as you know, in Harvard, where it it is mainstream now for Jews to cower in their dorms, University of Pennsylvania, MIT, over 200 universities and colleges. It's mainstream now. What do you make of all this? Yeah, it's it's disgusting. It's, uh, It's the hypocrisy, the double standard that's at play here, like you said. Only one side of speech is seemingly protected, and we must tolerate, uh, you know, I'd say even Google is beyond speech in certain instances. But yet other, other groups uh, just don't have the same, uh, the same respect uh, given mm-hmm. to them. And so it's just, it's really disturbing that that's where we're at in America today. And we need far more people that are willing to stand up and fight uh, for those that, uh, that are being silenced right now and trying to have uh, their voices uh, removed and not heard. And that's that's what we need right now more than ever in this country. I, I want people to vote for you and support you in the convention in Utah. If they want to help you, where do they go? I go to TrentStags.com, S-T-A-G-G-S, TrentStags.com, and sign up to be a volunteer or donate help us out. Help this man, ladies and gentlemen. Can you imagine him in the Senate replacing Romney? We're all for Trent Staggs. Thank you, my brother, and God bless you. We'll be right back. Yes, it's true that Mark Levin is the fastest-growing radio show in America. The Mark Levin Show is on at 877-381-3811. All right, Nikki Haley. Oh, you thought I forgot. I didn't. It was only two years ago that the Nixter said that I'm not going to run for president if Trump runs. She has a long list of flip-flops that really do shed some light into the heart and soul and integrity of a person. Cut one, Mr. Producer, go. He still has a lot of popularity. If he runs again in 2024, will you support him? Yes. 
If he decides that he's going to run, would that preclude any sort of run that you would possibly make yourself? I would not run if President Trump ran. And I would talk to him about it. You know, I mean, that's something that we'll have a conversation about at some point if that decision is something that has to be made. But yeah, I would, I would absolutely. I had a great working relationship with him. I appreciated the way he let me do my job. Um, I thought we did some fantastically great foreign policy things together. And look, I just want to keep building on what we accomplished and not watch it get more. There you go. I've got a million of them. Let me play one more. When that long ago, 2015, eight years ago, actually, Nikki Haley was very upset that when illegal aliens were called criminals. Now, to come here illegally is a crime. It's a misdemeanor under federal law. But she was offended by that. Cut to go. So I think that what we have to remember, and I have always believed, is that we're a country of laws. That's what's made us strong. We have to always be a country of laws. So it's incredibly frustrating for a lot of people when they see the illegal immigrants being able to come across. It, it really is astonishing that after all these years, D.C. can't figure out how to build a wall. It really is after all of what they spend. Having said that, we are a country of immigrants. I am the proud daughter of Indian parents that reminded us every day how blessed we were to live in this country. They resent when people come here illegally. But let's keep in mind, these people that are wanting to come here, they want to come for a better life, too. They have kids, too. They have a heart, too. They, so we don't need to be disrespectful. We don't need to talk about them as criminals. They're not. They're families that want a better life, and they're desperate to get here. What we need to do is make sure that we have a set of laws that we follow and that we go through with that. So, um, you know, I think that some things have been said that have been unfortunate and wrong. Um, but I think we also need to remember, especially for all of us, I, I say for Republicans because that's, that's who it is, tone and communication matters, and people matter, and we don't ever need to talk about this in a cold-hearted way i'm sorry i'm so sorry i really am of course i don't speak of it in a cold-hearted way but i'm still sorry now ladies and gentlemen i'm sick and tired of politicians calling us all kinds of names cult Nazis right wingers names long list of names we the American people the citizen and she fundamentally doesn't get it forget about the way we talk about people let's talk about the substance And not one time does she mention that the purpose of immigration is to improve the existing society with the consent of the citizenship. It's not to change the existing society and the citizenship to accommodate the elites and the ruling class, the rhinos and the Marxists. This is far worse than using words that offend Nikki Haley. No nation can survive with an open border. It's not possible. 
Milton Friedman used to say, you can't have a welfare state in an open borders. Boy, the, not only was he right, that almost sounds like an understatement these days. Nikki Haley simply is not going to be capable to fight the Marxist left, to fight the media. She's going to buckle. She just doesn't have enough strength of principle. She doesn't have enough principles to begin with. And that's why that kind of goofball governor in New Hampshire, former governor, he's running around holding on to her her sweater as she goes from place to place. I endorse her. I endorse her. Vote for her. I endorse her. I endorse her. You independents and Democrats, you come into the Republican primary. Get her votes. Get her votes. Get her. All that's going on. Because Jamie Dimon knows, Charles Koch knows, all these billionaires know. Mitch McConnell knows, Rove knows, Ryan knows, they all know. They all know that she will make peace with the people who don't want peace. She won't stir the pot. She won't push back. She does not run on her record. She can't even tell you what the Civil War was about. Chris Sununu says that's a big deal, that's a non-issue. Maybe it is to him, but it's not to a lot of the rest of us. Certainly not to the people who benefited from it. Ah, she just misspoke. Uh, Excuse me, she more than misspoke. And you and I are sick of politicians like Sununu, who hates conservatives, who's a bushy, like his papa was, and is. But she's really not the statesman, the leader that we need today to save the country. Listen to her. I've got more clips. Go and check out what I posted on on social media. She's just not up to it. She can't handle this. And I don't like the way she campaigns. Says one thing one place, another thing another place. Says one thing three years ago. Says she didn't say it. Just lies. And yet today she she stands another position. And Do you think Joe Biden cares about the way he talks? How about Schumer? How about Nancy Pelosi? How about the media? They care about the way they talk? No, I don't think so. Which brings me back to Jake Tapper on the Communist News Network yesterday. Listen to this one. Cut seven, go. I know that the position of the Biden White House, which you used to belong to, is that, boy, they've done more on the conservative side of things than any Democratic president uh, in, in recent history, keeping the COVID era prescription uh, pr- uh, uh, rules in for as long as they could, uh, in their view, uh, you know, tightening up asylum laws to the point that they're being sued. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, you know, with a with a very important Latino base. Boy, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you, if you're watching CNN, you get dumber by the show. You get dumber by the show. So now he said what they say, meaning the radical left. People say he's tightening up the border. He's buttoning down the border. Seriously? Well, people people say a lot of things. But why do you use that as a foil in order to generate a response? 
by this way, this guy John Kirby, he's lying through his teeth. You know, he's he's just horrendous. He lied all through the surrender in Afghanistan and the mayhem and the death and the anarchy and the death of American soldiers. And I'll say it again. You do realize, folks, we still have American citizens in Afghanistan, right, who can't get out. And when's the last time John Kirby or the spokes idiot for the idiot or the idiot himself have spoken about the American hostages? That Hamas is holding. You want to know why they're not talking about it? You want me to be blunt with you? You want me to tell you the truth? Because they have dual citizenship. Because they're Americans and Israeli. Just like people have dual citizenship with Ireland and the United States, really in the United whatever it is. Because they have dual citizenship. And so for Biden and Blinken and the others, they're not really Americans. Who cares? Mark, how can you say such? Well, when do they, they don't even talk about it. They're busy telling Israel to stand down. They never tell Hamas to stand down. It's incredible to me. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. California will be providing free sex change operations for illegal aliens. I thought you'd want to know that. Oh, yes. I mean, they are human beings, too, you know. That's right. Free sex change operations, free health care. I remember Nikki Haley refused to sign a bill that would enshrine in South Carolina law that men use the men's room and women use the ladies' room. We don't need that here, she said. Then she tried to lie about it. But that happens to be a fact. She's on the wrong side of every one of these cultural issues, American. ISIS claims responsibility for suicide bomb attacks on Soleimani Memorial in Iran, killing more than 100 innocent people. Now that's Islamophobia. So the next time one of these fool, fraud, hack journalists and Democrat politicians, one and the same... Talk to you about Islamophobia in America. Notice they didn't speak out today about Islamophobia. Islamophobia isn't a, an American problem. It's a Muslim problem, especially in the Middle East. Trump lawyers urge court to hold special counsel in contempt. These lawyers are good. They really are. I don't even know them. And so they went into the court, Trunkin's court, and they said, wait a minute, you said that this trial is on hold, and these clowns, the special counsel, keep filing motions, motion on top of motion. And they filed one on Christmas, just in time to ruin the holiday, these lawyers, by the way. They said he's ignored, Smith, your order. He's continuing to submit filings in the case. Uh, And so uh, hold him in contempt. He's violated your order. She held in advance all deadlines for pretrial proceedings and filings ahead of Trump's trial. If jurisdiction is returned to this court, she said, it will, consistent with its duty to ensure both a speedy trial and fairness for all parties, consider at the time whether to retain or continue the dates of any still future deadlines and proceedings, including the trial schedule of March 4. That's what the judge wrote. 
But Smith keeps filing court papers. And so he should be held in contempt. Now we'll see if this judge has an even hand or not. We know she doesn't. But let's see what she does other than squawk at the government, if she even squawks at the government. Well, I'm back on Blaze. We're doing some fantastic shows on Levin TV. And I'll be back on Fox Saturday and Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and God knows what time in Alaska. But nonetheless, I will be there. Brand new shows, brand new interviews. I hope you'll remember to join us. And if you can't join us live, you can always, well, DVR it. You can record it. You have a smart TV. You don't even need that. Our first show, Saturday, we're going to have Christopher Rufo as the first guest. Colonel Richard Kemp was the commander of British forces in Afghanistan. We want to talk to him about a number of things as well. So that'll be Saturday. That'll be fantastic. Then Sunday's show, we have Douglas Murray. This guy is unbelievable. I've never had him on the program before. He's brilliant. Those of you who don't know him, I want to introduce him to you. He's going to become one of your favorite. Followed by the great Gordon Chang. China's up to no damn good, and I want to talk about that too. And of course, my opening monologue on both shows. Should be very, very interesting, both shows. If you're not sure where you'll be, when you'll be where you'll be, when and how you'll be where you'll be, well, go ahead and set the recorder now. Because I know you're going to love these programs. And we'll keep doing them as long as you want to. If you don't want to, I'm not going to do them. Seriously. Here's the thing. People die to be on TV. I don't die to be on TV or anywhere else. I just do my thing. In either my loyal, patriotic, Levinite audience wants to watch and listen or they don't. I do things differently. I always have. Before I was on radio or TV, I do my radio show differently. Why? Because it's my personality. I try and figure out what people want to hear. I do TV differently. I don't have a conga line of guests. Just what I do. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers. Freedom fighters all over the world, our brothers and sisters in Israel and Ukraine. And of course, you most of all. Without you, none of these shows exist. God bless each and every one of you, and I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good evening.